0: Welcome back to going long on first. Week two is here and gone. And we're ready to jump into it. Was a, after an interesting opening weekend of football, week two was also, I would say, just as interesting. We have the NFC East and the NFC South with a bunch of 2 0 teams. And we got the AFC South with a bunch of 1 1 teams. NFC North is uh interesting. AFC West, obviously, with the Chiefs losing week one. The Chargers are 0-2. We got a lot of wild teams. The Bengals are 0-2. You were just talking pre-Pod Jeremy about what eight teams are 0-2 right now, or something like that. I've seen
1: a ranking of the top the eight 0-2 teams and best to worst. They had um the Texans as the worst. I think I just I just closed it too, damn it. Um I mean, you got what? Texans, Cardinals, Bears, Vikings, Bengals,
0: Chargers, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos, and Patriots. Yeah,
1: it went Bengals, Bengals, Chargers, Broncos. It was one, two, three. I don't agree with the Broncos, just for the simple fact that I think Russell Wilson should have retired jersey spot.
0: But anyways. Yeah, it's it's and then we have like I said a bunch of two and o teams so you got three teams at NFC What East that are two and o, Eagles Commanders Cowboys you got the NFC South, which we thought was gonna be the worst division in football. We have three teams at NFC South that are two and and0 you got the
1: Seth, let me correct myself real fast. That was a top eight list. There's nine.
0: There's Vikings,
1: nine. Bears, Cardinals, Panthers, Cats, Bengals. Broncos, Houston. Okay, I might have counted. I might have counted that wrong again. I think it's eight actually. But anyways, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, we got a bunch of two and O teams. The NFC South and the NFC East kind of dominating that. The NFC South is the more surprising, uh, with the Saints, Bucks, and Falcons all two and O after this. I think
1: they're all two and O in very different ways too. Um, they like are. you
0: said, the South, the
1: South is really surprising because it's like. We were all kind of torn here. Who's going to be the best team? Obviously, on the pod because the South was the last uh, division I think we did. Yeah, we all kind of made the comment. It was one of the last two for sure. We all made the comment Derek Carr's kind of the best quarterback in the division. The Buccaneers have a roster that won the Super Bowl not long ago. A lot of the same guys. Panthers have a great defense and some tools. And then the Falcons might have the best roster of the division. What's funny is the Falcons might have the worst quarterback in the division.
0: Did you watch the Falcon game? Of course, of course you did. Of course you did. Of course they did. They played my Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Oh yeah, and you can say
1: yours because you were part owner. Um,
0: I felt like let's jump into that game,
1: Seth. let's just jump straight in. I Hell yeah, way.
0: that you know that's where we were going to start anyways. We had to. Um, kind of goes along with my uh, my theme tonight is uh kind of jumping through these nfc cell teams but yes let's start packers falcons we're gonna try to rip through as many games as we can uh, before we get to our top five a and b of course later owen hopefully mr benson uh we'll get him hopping on here in a bit but right now it is just me and the pod father and the fam of course in the background as always uh yeah Falcons. always <laughs> we know uh, Packers-Falcons was a very close game. It was a very entertaining one, too. Um, Obviously watched all of it. Falcons proceeded to take the dub 25-24 uh, after a, a late fourth quarter field goal. Take the lead. Packers and Jordan Love had the chance to drive down the field with about a minute left. Couldn't do it falcons take it Fal- uh yeah falcons were down by 12 in the fourth quarters 24 to 12 and we really thought green bay was going to just kind of ice the fourth quarter uh but it happened that the packers got iced by the falcons and they made a big comeback just like they did in week one to take this and they are two and packers are now one and one I have a lot of mixed feelings about this game, Jeremy. The first half was great. Se- uh, the third quarter was good. Packers scored quick. They had two touchdowns in the third quarter, and they were both quick drives. <laughs>
1: no! And then the fourth that quarter. Really
0: <laughs> you tell them. You tell them. Uh, fourth quarter, they got they stalled out badly. They only had ten plays in the fourth quarter. Ten plays. Not a recipe for success and how to close out a game. Falcons, they stayed with the run the whole game. And Bijan Robinson, especially in the second half, just went off. Him and Algier are a good one-two punch. This Atlanta team is probably the most complete team in the division, like you just mentioned. Question still at quarterback. Desmond Ritter did enough to win the game. He should have been picked off. Three times, Jair had potentially. Let me jump pick in real six. fast. I want to go jump ahead.
1: in right on the point you just made. When I rewatched that game, so I only watched bits of that. Like I was telling you, pre pod, it's too hard to watch football right now. <laughs> but when I rewatched, I try to go through and rewatch every game, anyways, as far as like highlights and everything. The one thing I will say is it was very vastly different how each coach felt about their quarterback. You can tell yes. Lafleur trust jordan love and i'm jordan love's bestie i don't know if you noticed but you I- are you are these days did you see my name
0: i did i like
1: it Good. i like it i'm a big Jord- i'm a big jordan love fan um what has he got six touchdowns
0: on the year already he's got to be leading the league damn near uh yeah actually he leads the league in touchdowns and qb rating thank you very Good. much jeremy i'm a i'm a i'm a
1: massive jordan love fan i am a big fan of that it's gonna make me <laughs> i know It's going to make me pay attention to the Packers a lot more. Um, You're not 21 yet, baby. You can't have that. Um, Desmond Ritter, though, there was points in the game. There was a drive set where they had 14 rushes on the drive, and I think it was like one or two passes. You cannot tell me you trust your quarterback when that's your drive. I think there is a huge – it's not like – Red flag, you know, midnight zero, whatever you want to call it, any type of term like that. But I think it is something to keep a a close eye on. I don't even know if Ritter's good enough to win the division. I think the roster is. I don't know if Ritter is. Um, You were the big Ritter fan. I wasn't. I don't know if Owen was, but I know I'm not. Um, He's got some tools, but I don't know if he's a guy that's going to flip a game. You know what I mean? I don't – they're not a team that's going to be able to play from behind and, like, come back two, three scores and win a game. Now, like you just said, Algier El- and uh, Robinson, hell of a one-two punch. I mean, Robinson got his game. He got, what, a touchdown in the air, uh, catch, caught a touchdown, and then he also had 100 yards on the ground. Algier chipped in for another 50 on the ground, I think another 40, catching the ball, or, like, 30 or something like that. I think he had a couple catches. But um, their running game is impressive. And then you add on top of it, Drake London goes – 67, and I thought he... Uh, Mac Hollins had a big catch um, to he set did. him up for a touchdown. Mac Hollins is a former Eagle. Did you know that?
0: I did. I knew that.
1: Former Raiders, too, I on, believe. Yep. We drafted him on North Carolina, and um, we pretty much brought him in specifically as a special teamer to run down on kick and punt. And he has turned in... He was a Dolphin, too, for a little bit. He's turned into a he pretty was. damn solid number two, I think. Now... On a team like the Falcons, he's not going to be a number two on the Eagles. You know, he's not going to be a number two. I would on the say he's probably
0: number three for the Falcons just because he got Pitts and London there, but he's he's their number two receiver. And Johnny Smith. And Johnny yeah. Smith. And he kind of falls John into Smith that too. role.
1: A chain mover type of guy. But Matt Collins gets you some big catches, the thing. And he's not he's not afraid to go out there and put his nose in there and block, and he's another big guy. I mean yeah. the Falcons got the Falcons got a similar situation to what the Chargers got where you're literally running a basketball team of receivers. Like, you've just got a bunch of big dudes, you know? And it should make life on a quarterback significantly easier. Now, Ritter, Ritter I don't think, makes life easier on himself. So, it just is what it is there. Um, but, no, I think the Falcons, they might squeak out the NFC South just because of how talented they are. They, they have a very good roster. They are, like, what my Eagles were um, – when we had, like, we had the great roster and then we drafted uh, Carson Wentz. It was yeah. just basically – it was the the final piece. The Falcons are kind of lining – I know. The Falcons are kind of lining themselves up for that right now where it's like, hey, you've got some tools in the back end. You've got a couple of big receivers, a couple of tight ends. you got a pretty damn good, at least, running offensive line. Your defense has got just weapons all over it. Young weapons, not like studs. They've got a couple – A.J. Terrell's a stud.
0: He um, is. He is. Absolutely. Jesse Grady Bates, Bates back there. Grady Jarrett. Bates back yeah. there.
1: You've got three guys on that, that team that are like blue chip players on defense. But it's like, man, you bring in a... Could you imagine if somehow they creeped up to the top of the draft and got Caleb Williams on USC? That's like wet dream scenario right there. That'd be something. Man. That'd be
0: something. Yeah, was him on that? They, they team, won't be there. They won't be in that position. But
1: no, yeah. I mean, unless they just totally, you know, crap their pants on the rest of the year. But who knows? The Falcons are going to be fun this year. But the Packers yeah. are also going to be fun this year. I big Jordan Love fan. I mean, he, he looked awfully drunk when he was under center and fell over. <laughs> that one really got me. You see yeah,
0: that? that was just some bad. Communication between him and the center. He said that he 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 gave the sneak call. It was intended to be a sneak, obviously, over the right guard for fourth and one. Somehow the they the center missed the play or something like that. So he never hiked the ball. And Jordan's like just going straight, straight at it to no prevail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was a couple dumb calls, a couple dumb mistakes by the Packers offense. One on the field goal in the first half they got to delay a game on a field goal it pushed them out of range uh so they had to punt so it was a couple of dumb mistakes this should have been just to kind of wrap this up at least on my end this was a very winnable game for the packers they should have they blew it in the fourth a young team i think a good learning moment hopefully you got you get Hopefully Aaron Jones back this week. David Bakhtiari back this week. Christian Watson hopefully makes his debut. I was going to
1: say a couple of receivers, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, they get those guys back. I'm still optimistic about this team. That's that's all I have to say. So I was going to kind of go the same direction you went. What I'll
1: say, though, is you guys are kind of playing with, like, house money this year, in my opinion. Because it's like even if you guys go sub-500, nobody's really going to care. You know what I mean? Like
0: Yeah. You got a brand like, new yeah.
1: quarterback. Yep. Yeah. They're gonna be like, Yeah, it's his first year. It's a growing moment. So no one's really gonna pitch a fit over however the Packers end up. But you guys look like you got a guy. You know what I mean? Like he looks like I'm not gonna go out and say, Oh my god, another fifteen years of Hall of Fame quarterback. But you guys look like you got a dude that can play. He can sling it, you know. Um and it's cool to see how excited the sport seems to be about it. he's a dude that is a guy. Um, it, it's really cool to see how much LaFleur looks like he's enjoying having him too. Now this is, I, I remember saying this last year Seth, I can only imagine being Matt LaFleur and going, man I'm a good coach I know I can call a good offense I know I can line up a good offense and then it's like, well I'll never get the credit that I deserve because I've got this guy at quarterback you know, I, 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 I grandfathered into this guy at quarterback now it's like, hey, here's the dude that we picked me and Guti We picked, and now he's coming out and he's looking like a dude, you know, a dude that's a guy Seth. And I, I'm just very excited. Um, I think what you just said with the, the pieces that were missing, that could have swayed this game. I mean, Aaron Jones himself could have swayed this game. Oh, absolutely. Because this could have been a yeah, game. Where Aaron Jones like, for sure. You could have had, you could have had a 65 yard Aaron Jones touchdown, whether it's out of the backfield or running the ball. You know, either way. But instead we were leaning in on AJ Dillon running the ball 15 times at just shy of 4 yards to carry. Yeah, you know I mean like literally 3 3 yards in the cloud of dust. I'm I'm going to stick with it. I it's not that I'm not a fan of uh, Dillon. He's just like a very poor man's Derrick Henry. In my opinion, he's just a big dude that can handle taking Yeah. dives. Yeah. That's just how I feel about him. But um no, you bring back the young receiver and then Aaron Jones and this is probably a little bit of a different game.
0: But it's, yep. it's
1: a cool game. It was a fun one to watch with all the young the young guys on it.
0: Absolutely. All right. Let's keep her moving, shall we? Let's stay in the south. Let's kind of wrap up these other two games. Saints-Panthers was Monday night. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll come back to that one. That was Monday night. Na-na. Let's start. Na-na. Exactly. Uh let's come back to that one though, since it was Monday night. Let's stick on to Sunday. Let's go Bucks Bears. It's kind of a combination of NFC South, NFC North. Bucks prevailed. They are two and o as well, as I mentioned. The Bears are 0-2. Uh, your boy. Speaking of quarterbacks, you like Baker Mayfield. First two games. Looking pretty solid out there.
1: Let me open up with just a comment specifically <laughs> about Baker, who is a guy I am a fan of. Um, imagine you're the Browns right now. You have the highest paid quarterback, guaranteed money. And he looked like Deshaun Watson did this week. Yeah. Which is terrible. And then now the pick six, the first play of the game pick six is not on and he had to do it right in the hands. But the rest of the game snowballed. Now watching the Browns you see you see the talent of Deshaun Watson. But it's like, man, this guy might not have it anymore. He really might not. Now, on the other hand, you got Baker, who is just a fucking gunslinger that don't really give up, and I can appreciate that. He reminds me of Favre, and Favre was a big reason why I started to love football. Um, but no, I'm, I'm all about it. We got the Bucks this week. My Eagles got the Bucks this week. So uh, if Baker comes out and has like a classic Baker Whiff game and throws five picks, give it to me. I'm, I'm all about it. But. um I'm, I'm I'm having fun seeing the resurgence of, of Baker. It was cool to see him get to, you know, on kind of a rhythm with Mike Evans. Mike Evans going off for 171 yards in a tutty. Now, Mike Evans could have gone well over 200. He had a big drop. That would have been a touchdown. He, um,
0: did. he had a big game. on top yeah. Of,
1: uh, yeah, he had a big game, but it could have been a bigger game. The running game kind of got something going. He had 73 yards from the lead back in a tutty. Um, Godwin chipped in with 58 yards. You know, Godwin, I think, is kind of coming out to be coming out to be like a an all right number two. You know what I mean? He's not a one. Like, everybody at first when Brady was still there was like, these guys got two twos. It's like, nah, Godwin's a, He's like a, a okay two. I mean, he's just not what Mike Evans
0: is. I think, yeah. No, he's definitely a two, but I think he's a good two to Mike Evans because Godwin is that burner kind of guy. He's that downfield threat. And you got Evans who can do pretty much everything. So I think he's a good number two to Evans.
1: Right. Evans is kind of like this is wild, but not really even like not wild because of Evans's career support. Evans is a, like a T.O. in my opinion. Like to be completely honest, similar vein, similar like big receiver, dominant physical guy. Now I don't think he's got the run after catch that T.O. had because he's simply just bigger. He's more of a strider where T.O. Yep. could actually, like, make some moves and do things and things. But him and T.O. are also known for their drops. Uh, he just – he reminds me of T.O. the more he gets into his career. Um, but, no, I mean, the Bucs are kind of churning right now. Um, the defense looked pretty solid. Now, let me swing this over to the Bears.
0: They they are playing the Bears, so let let's throw that out there. It's the Bears, and the Bears oh. might look worse than the Cardinals do so far.
1: It looks like they got less fight than the Cardinals. Um, you look like you got a quarterback that threw his coach under the bus after the game. If you've seen that press conference, I mean, subtly, not like big. Well, but yeah, subtly. yeah, a little bit. Um, Chase Claypool looks like he literally doesn't try. I, I've sent you guys a thing, you know, on social hey, media.
0: Hey, hey, he had a touchdown catch. Come on, man. Give him some love. I know. I'm, I'm with Clark you. Yeah, it's is right once a day. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I will say I'm glad the Bears got that trade last year and the Packers didn't, because the Packers also tried to get on the Claypool train and uh I'm glad the Bears got it. Well, you know,
1: well, okay, so I'll just I'll go pro Bears real fast. Um field seems like he's kind of got something working with DJ Moore. DJ Moore had a pretty solid game. I mean he got it, out of uh, definitely looking. Yep. He got away from Jair Island. Um he actually had some guys on the other side of the, you know, field catching some balls. Edmonds and Edwards, I mean, they're starting to kind of look like a tandem in the middle of that defense. I still don't think. I think Edwards screwed up. He should have stayed in Philly, and I don't think the Bears did the right thing in signing both of them. But that's just me. I mean, you could have just kept uh, Roquan, but whatever. He's better than both of them. Um, Justin Fields. So here's my here's my negative Bears. Justin Fields is never going to be a guy in Chicago. Never. And it breaks my heart because that dude, Seth, he's he's possibly one of the most talented guys in the league. Just physical attributes. Like, probably one of the most talented as far as, like, he's probably damn near the fastest guy in every field he's on. Damn near. I mean, just with the ball in his hands, just one of the most electric guys, he can throw the ball like nobody's business. Um, Now, the thing about it is, he doesn't look like he sees the field at all. Like he just looks oblivious at times. Right. It's like, it's like, and you and I did this two weeks ago when we had Owen on the one time, and Owen kind of went pro fields and you and I kind of went after like what it is. I think you and I get on quarterbacks more than Owen in general with this type of thing. I just, having Jalen hurts is such a cool thing because he is like McNabb, but with a better head on his shoulders for his age. Donovan, I remember in the early 2000s, it was always Donovan, why don't you run more, why don't you run more? Because, you know, Michael Vick was in his prime at that time too. And everybody yeah. was always picking on Donovan for not running. Now, Donovan could take off and give you – I mean, he could get you a first down every damn damn, damn time dropping back if he wanted to. He was very, very athletic. But Donovan, he was the first guy to come out and really go, I'm a passer first. I'm a quarterback. I want to progress as a passer, blah, blah, blah. Andy Reid obviously helped that as well. And then now having Jalen, and Jalen's just like he's a triple threat quarterback is what he calls himself. He can beat you with his legs, he can beat you with his arm, he can beat you with his head. That's what Jalen says. And I love that. Now, when you get young guys like this that just don't seem to progress, now, it's not totally Fields. It's somewhat the Bears. And you brought in, and this is where I hated the hire of Iberflus. When you got a top pick of a quarterback that's definitely going to take some loving up. You got to go get an offensive guy. You can't go get a defensive guy. And then, did you see the whole thing about how the Bears' defensive coordinator didn't travel with the team? Eberflus had a call plays. You see all that?
0: I didn't actually.
1: Yeah, um, but there was a that's whole thing, interesting. Like, there's some go- there's some goofy stuff coming out of Chicago land right now.
0: Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I've um, heard a lot about the GM, and and a lot he's taken a lot of criticism too after these first couple weeks. The GM Ryan Poles. And it, yeah, it seems a little bit dysfunctional. They, it seems like they can't get away from what's kind of really hurt them over the last, I'd say, decade almost. With with the Trubisky now, stuff, it seems like it hasn't changed. Dude, the the last now time think- they had
1: a good quarterback or at least a above average quarterback, it was Rex Grossman, and that's not a good quarterback. You know what I mean? It's just. um now, and the other thing I'll throw in real quick, the defensive coordinator apparently didn't travel with the team for personal reasons, but who knows what that? Means. Sure. You know what I mean? Yep. When you got that, and then that's on the heels of last week with Chase Claypool literally putting in no effort on the field, it makes you question what's going on there. You see now Fields after this game throwing the coach under the bus. Fields is not progressing. You could see some points on the, uh, on the field where you see DJ Moore kind of getting frustrated with Fields because he's not seeing him open. DJ Moore could have went well over 200 yards in this game. But yeah, yep. I don't know, man. I just – I had so much faith in the Bears this year. I, if, if Fields would have took a Hurts-type step, that dude would have been like a lock for the MVP this year. If. Big if, right? Because, I mean – and then the other thing is Claypool's a turd. I mean, I don't know.
0: You got guys, yeah.
1: but it's just not panning out at all.
0: No, you're right. You're right. All right, let's finish – let's wrap up the NFC South here. Uh we got Saints Panthers Monday night. Uh let's kind of rip through this one. A very defensive-minded game. I watched most of this game Monday night. Um S- Saints defense absolutely dominated this game and Bryce Young, which you kind of figured, Young quarterback. Uh Saints pulled it out 20 to 17 after the Panthers scored a late touchdown at the end of the fourth quarter. Tried to get downside kick couldn't do it. Saints pulled it out Saints offense didn't do a whole lot. Uh, Carr didn't do a whole lot. They didn't have um, they didn't have Kamara yet, and uh, Jamal Williams went out. Uh, you know, halfway through well, the game. And Jamal
1: Williams isn't doing much either.
0: No, he wasn't. No, um, Chris Olave is is a guy though. Talk about a guy being a dude. Chris Olave is that guy. Um, He's Garrett Wilson south? He is. He absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they came from the same place, so. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas looks healthy. He, He he's coming back. So I think the Saints. Mr. Slant. I think the Saints coming back to this now, thinking about this, looking at this team, I think the Saints might be the most complete team in the NFC South. I think the Falcons are close. Saints have a better better handle at the quarterback position. Derek Carr isn't anything to, you know, write home about, or you know, he's not top of the line guy. But you know what you're going to get with Derek Carr. He's going to steady that ship and things like that. I think the Saints are the best team in the NFC South, which is why I picked them to win the division. But with three teams at two and zero, the poor Panthers are the only one. They're winless now at zero and two. Looks like they're going to be left in the dust. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a it was a good one on Monday night. Two games Monday night, two. Yeah,
1: it was fun. Um, I'll start Saints like we did. Um, Derek Carr is Derek Carr. I mean, he's yeah. Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are not very different. Kirk Cousins just gives you more numbers, um, but otherwise, they give you a lot of similar outcomes. That's very
0: true. That's very true. And they leave yeah.
1: you—they leave you wanting more. Um, obviously, when your lead guy for running the ball was basically Taysom Hill, that's not ideal. <clears throat> I mean, he was second in carries, the first in yards, so that's not ideal. Chris Olave, like I just said, Garrett Wilson saw. I mean, he's—he's—he's he's he's definitely a guy that's a dude. Mike Thomas is coming back. He's going to catch a bunch of slants. And then that Saints defense is good. Very and good. I mean, Very good. I agree with you, but I would say them and the Bucks are tied for the best roster in this division just because Baker can give you moments. Derek Carr doesn't. Derek Carr just – Derek Carr is just the guy he, he's, that can, he's
0: had his moments before.
1: He's just before. Not anymore. He's just the guy that's, you know – He's riding on the stagecoach with everybody else, but he's there for the time. Um, he's not going to do anything wild. Bryce Young at times looked like he had something, you know, progression or something. But his offensive line is very good. No. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Miles Sanders, I'm sure, he's kicking himself in the ass after watching what DeAndre Swift just did. Chuba um, Hubbard, whatever. You know, Thielen got, to, got a touchdown pass. And like you said, garbage time, nothing big. But
0: Panthers are, Panthers are a very young team, and it kind of you can It showed, it showed. The thing about the Panthers is,
1: if the Falcons get a quarterback with that roster, they've got a stranglehold on this division. I think. that's or true. if Baker takes the reins in Tampa and runs, I think the Saints with Carr are just going to be a borderline wild card team, no matter what. And they're kind of locked into them at this point. And the Saints are aging. There's they're I mean they're old. That's yeah, they're definitely team the team. oldest
0: team in the division, for right. sure. Absolutely.
1: Yes. The Panthers got some things to be excited about. I just think I don't know. Maybe in a year or two. Maybe in a yeah, year or two. And they've got a good guy. Frank Reich is a good guy. I just think the Falcons are probably the best to look for they've got the most to look forward to. But as far as this game went, um, one thing I'll add to it. I got to pull up the, the note I got here. The, two, the, the NFC South, Seth, was born in 2002. That's when these four teams came together. And this is the first time that the division has ever featured three teams at 2-0, and o, okay? First time wow. ever. Wow. Now, to add to this, and I think I lost it, son of a gun. <laughs> this is the first time the Saints have been 2-0 and o in many
0: moons. Um I Even during uh probably primetime Drew Brees era, I would assume. Yeah, but but, but primetime Drew Brees is like 2011, my man. Yeah, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I, I think mean, it's been
1: ten plus years ago is what I'm getting at. I can't find it, but um, there was some sort of number like that for the Saints too, as far as how long it's been since they've been two zero. Um, and it's been a minute, and they had. I mean, the Saints had a stranglehold on this division for a long time, but. Yeah. Um, no, the the South is going to be fun. I think there's a lot of young, young moving pieces down there. Um, I just don't think any of them are ready to win now. I think the one that's closest to win now is the Buccaneers, in my opinion, just because they've got the as wild as it sounds, they got the most firepower at quarterback. Um, when Baker's on, Baker's on. I mean, he was a Heisman Trophy winner for a reason. Baker is the most. This is nuts. Baker's the most talented quarterback in that division.
0: I get it. I get what you're saying. It. I think, yeah, when he's when he's playing his top-notch level, yeah, probably right. But he yeah. really hasn't done that in years, which is why he's bounced around multiple teams. Well, Seth, he, no, He's, got he's had a good first two games. He's had a good first two games. Yeah. Can he continue with it? That's the big question.
1: And it might unravel this week against my Eagles.
0: Now, this is what I'll tell you.
1: The Eagles go to Tampa this week. We play Monday night, if I remember right. Of course, those sons of bitches are honoring Rondé Barber. Fuck them. Um, the moment that comes to head when I think of this is 2002 when Rondé picked it off and took for to the house to kind of. Part of me hates the Bucks, but um, that was the four the four Pete at the NFC Championship. We went four years in a row, four. We finally we finally sealed the deal once the Super Bowl. But anyways, um, of course they're gonna honor Rondé Barber. No, it's it's gonna be a big week for the Bucks. They've got a defense that have given the Eagles some issues in the past. Vita Bay is a big, big, you know, clogger in the middle. Jason Kelsey's an undersized center. Cam Jurgens is an undersized guard. So it's gonna be interesting how they play each other. Todd Bowles can put together a pretty good defense. It's gonna be a test for my Eagles, that's for sure. But it, more importantly, it's gonna show you this week's gonna show you what the Bucks are gonna be in the South.
0: Yeah. Now absolutely. yeah. Yeah.
1: If they just get smacked. I wouldn't take so much from that. If they put up some fight, I'd take some from that. I mean, if the Bucks lose but they lose swinging, um, I think they could still take the south that way. But anyways,
0: no, they I agree. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's um let's tr- transition from Monday night to Sunday night, which was another very good game. Dolphins Pats. Another uh division game here. Um, Dolphins took it 24-17. They had a big lead going into the second half. Patriots definitely closed it in the fourth, made it very interesting. Uh, Couldn't quite pull it out, but Patriots, even at 0-2, Mac Jones has looked better in his first couple, in these first two weeks. Uh, Tua and the high-flying Dolphins, they can't be stopped right now. Even Bill couldn't do it. They limited them a little bit. You know, they only scored 24, but Tyreek still had his moments. Raheem Mostert had a big game. Tua, you know, Tua had a good game as well. Mac Jones, I almost don't want to focus on the Dolphins, even though they're two and zero, they're leading this division. But maybe on the improvement of Mac Jones, it looks like, even though they're zero and two, they've had a, their first two games have been tough. I think um, I think the Patriots will still be competitive, and the Dolphins are what the Dolphins are at this point, even the first couple weeks in. Uh, you seen anything better from Mac, Oh, McCorkle Jones over there, Jeremy? A lot of talk about him getting replaced, but maybe maybe not so fast, my friend.
1: I think now they actually gave him a real offensive coordinator is making a massive impact for him. Um, Ramonde, uh, Ramon Stevenson coming on is – he's going to get better as the year goes on. He's that type of bad Devonte Devontae Parker is going to be a guy that's going to be a change mover for them all year. Hunter Henry and Gazaki are both fun. To, you know, it's a fun pairing because Hunter Henry is kind of the gronk there, like the baby gronk there. And Gazaki's that other guy that used to play with gronk out of Florida. But uh, you still got Juju. You still got other guys there that can help move the change. And uh, most importantly, Seth, most importantly, Bill can still call a defense. And yeah. They've got he got a can. hell of a front, front seven, front eight up in the uh, defense. You know, it takes me back, and I rewatched uh, the the Patriots Eagles game from last week. Do you want to know what they were? You want to know what type of defense they pretty much came on every play against the Eagles, and the the Vikings did this week too. They're running like a prevent against the Eagles. Literally, it's the same thing almost every play, dude. There's I saw
0: there's against a... the Dolphins. I saw against the Dolphins. I don't know how often they did this, but they highlighted it a few times on Sunday night. They had three safeties in the back. <laughs> Three yeah. safeties.
1: It was kind of similar against the Eagles. You didn't really see the safeties out there as much, but it was literally like a pre defense. There's, You know how when you see at the end of a game where the, they'll play the sticks and play well right across the 1st yeah. down marker? And what they were playing, because the Eagles are kind of a dink and dunk and then take shots, or the RPO offense, right? So a lot of that, as a defensive coordinator, and Bill knows this, you just want to keep it in front of you, right? You want to be able to see the, the catch you made. And then you want to just run up and tackle the guy, right? Well, the Eagles kind of got a little bit of a hold on that against – with uh, the Patriots. Now, the the thing about the Patriots is they – I'll say they probably don't really just have the dogs to eventually run with these guys. Gonzalez looks like a guy, but the rest of their secondary is a little sluggish, I guess. Um, The Vikings just started getting cooked, and the Eagles eventually just said, hey, we're just going to start marching down the field running them." Now you're not going to do that on the Pats because they've got some. I mean, they got some big dudes up front that can play the you know play the run. Now, the thing about the Dolphins is, um, what's their coach's name? Mike, help me out here, sir. Mike McDaniel. McDaniel? Yeah, that guy can call a very good offense.
0: Um, He is. He's a genius. He's a little odd, but he he is. He's he's, he's offensive motherfucker. But I mean,
1: I'll say specifically this. One absolutely ingenious thing that he does that Andy Reid does, but Andy Reid's never had anyone like Tyreek Hill, at least for like an extended period of time. He had d for like a year or two, and he did a lot of this with jack One thing that McDaniels does with uh, Tyreek Hill, he puts him in motion all the time. And Tyreek Hill's, yeah. Hill's already one of the fastest guys in the game. Now you're a cornerback, and this guy's running full speed across the formation already. He's already got that head start on you. You know what I mean, and he does that a lot, and it's dangerous. Even if it's just like, I guess, especially against Bill, because he's going to take up your best piece, which is Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Even just to do that to make the defense look at it is dangerous, and that's what made it way more, way more yeah. open boxes for Mostert. Yeah, I mean Mostert went off for a buck twenty-one and two tutties. Now the thing about the Dolphins, I'll say, Waddle's a chain mover, and he's. Not as explosive as Hill, but as fast as Hill. I mean, he's not going to do, like, the crazy moves and everything that Hill's – he's not just explosive like that, but he's fast. And, I mean, you got dudes to throw to all over that offense. It's just those are the main two guys. Now, I'll top it off by saying this. Tua has got to be the lead dog for MVP right now. Got to be. Got to be. Now, I'll add this to it. He's probably not even the MVP of his team. It's probably Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is oh, probably 100%, the MVP yeah. 100%. for the Dolphins. hundred percent. Now, the one thing I will say about these two teams is Bill's seen it now. They might come back next week, next time, and it might be more of like a twenty four seventeen in the other direction. Because I think not specifically that Bill's got a guy that can just take Tyreek out of the game, but it's easier to stop the run with that Patriots defense than it is to stop Tyreek Hill. And if he can if he can take Tyreek and turn him into kind of what he did in this game. He'll figure out how to stop the run. Now, the other thing is the the Dolphins' offensive line in week one did not run block at all. So these guys were all going backwards. So, you know, they're taking three-step drops from the quarterback. So I'm sure that the Patriots, Judon on all of them, when they was coming up on playing this game, they're all probably sitting there licking their chops like, hey, these guys haven't, you know, they haven't ran for in a run block in, you know, probably the whole summer. And then all of a sudden they just get marched on. So I'm sure that was a little, like, deflating for the Patriots' defense. But, um, no, I'm excited for the Dolphins here. I think I've made that very clear. <laughs> I think they're going to be good. I might, when it comes time to change uh, our Super Bowl picks, they might be my AFC Super Bowl pick. I think they're a fun Yeah,
0: partner. you know, when we get to that halfway mark, we'll, we'll revisit that. I'd be curious on where they're at. All right. uh, right. Let's run through uh, a few more games, yeah? Okay. uh, Titans Chargers. Titans Chargers I wanted to kind of look at. um. We 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 mentioned it at the beginning. Chargers are 0-2. Sorry, Dalton. Chargers are now 0-2. Um, after a OT loss to the Titans, which was a back and forth game 27-24. Titans, which I didn't think really had a chance in this game. And early on, Chargers definitely were dominating. Um, they were up at half, but Titans kind of uh kept her rolling. Derrick Henry didn't even have a huge game. He was twenty-five for eighty. Tannehill also didn't have a huge game. He had a good game though. His numbers are solid. I don't. I guess it's the Chargers' way. It's, it feels like they're cursed. They they can't they can't win these close games. They collapse at the end. You look at the numbers. Herbert was good. They didn't have Eckler, which I think makes a difference because he's so explosive in the backfield and then as a pass catcher. But, you know, Keenan Allen went off. Mike Williams had his day, too. They just couldn't put together the drive when it mattered most. And that's what does it. Feels like it's the Chargers. Sadly. Here's here's my two takes from this game. Um, The Titans are going to win the
1: game when you you beat yourself. You know what I mean? If you let the Titans just beat you, they're going to beat you. Tannehill... He can do this. What he did this game where he's just 100% a game manager, he can do this. Um, Burks yeah, is the lead that's that Tannehill. out there. Yeah, that's Tannehill. When, you, when you're not asking him to go out there and win the game for you, he can he can win the game, which is crazy <laughs> as it sounds. As long as he's getting, you know, I mean, Derrick Henry, like you said, is 25, 70, is 25 for 79 and a tutty. He had a 23 yard long, but other than that, he was averaging three yards of carry. Literally three yards in a cloud of dust and then occasionally, you know, shots to Burks and then the boys Hopkins. Um, if you let the Titans win, they're going to win. You know, they're they're yeah. not going to fuck it up. They're, they're well enough coached. to got veterans on that roster. They'll make it interesting. Um, but the one thing about it is, the one, one thing about it is, with the Chargers, Seth, with the Chargers, I think Brandon Stanley is Staley, right? Staley, yep. Stanley? Staley. Staley. Um, there's no way the, the fact that he the fact, the fact that he, the fact that he flew back with the team, the fact that he flew back with the team, says a lot. If he pulls another one of these next week, there's no way he's a coach anymore. You got to move on. because yeah. he's not doing yeah. anything. You're wasting you are literally wasting Herbert's prime. Eckler' is not a big enough excuse. All of his pass catchers were still out there. They've put, yeah. they've put guys in there as far as uh, linemen and shit. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Again? I agree. He's, he's probably got to go. It's kind of, I mean, a lot of talk was over the offseason, if, if he should even stay. They started 0-2, like you said, with the talent that they have across the board. I mean, it, it, it feels like this is the Browns a couple years ago. They were stacked on paper. You know, the defense has Durbin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. You know, they got players on that side. Obviously, the offense we talked about with Herbert and with Eckler, with Williams, Keenan Allen. They even have Gerald Everett as a tight end. He's a good quality tight end as well. I mean, this team has so many pieces. It feels like it's way too talented to be Owen too. I mean, Justin Herbert was Owen's MVP pick, and he's, you know, for the most part played like it. I don't know if this is Justin Herbert as well not being able to come up in the big moments, or if it if it's a coaching thing as well. It's probably a little bit of both. I think definitely things continue this way. They're gonna have to make a coaching move, and it could be midseason, which is a weird thing to think about with this team. So yeah. My
1: last yeah. comment real quick about this one. Um, I wouldn't wait till midseason. You're you're gonna let it get away from you because Eckler's Eckler's shelf life is maybe three more seasons at what he's at right now. Keenan That's Allen's right. coming to the end of his career. Mike Williams is the type of player he is. He's not going to last long. And Herbert, you're literally wasting the beginning of his prime. Herbert could be a guy that takes you to the AFC Championship four or five years in a row, or four or five years in general. You're just wasting it.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Very much agree. All right. Uh, let's rip through a few more games, uh, get through a few more of these week two games. Probably won't hit all of them tonight, but that's okay. Then we'll do our top five. And then depending on time, I do have a trivia question or two for you, Jeremy. Fantastic. Fairly simple. You should be able to hit it pretty quick, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's go. All right. Um, another one of these surprise 0-2 teams I wanted to, to kind of hit on. Talking Ravens, Bengals. Ravens obviously are one and one, but the Bengals Owen two, which was like a last year. preseason Super Bowl favorite. Joey like can't do it like Owen does, but who oh no, Ravens are two and oh. My apologies. Ravens are two and oh, they are the top dog in the NFC North or AFC North. That's correct. Bengals are 0-2, so not good. If you're a Bengals fan, got to be worried. you worried, Jeremy? Joe Burrow, he might be out this week. They don't know. He he re-injured that calf. Offense looks sluggish. Not looking great. I don't know. I don't
1: know. I think what I'm worried about with them is more, we just paid Burrow. So now everything's tight. You know what I mean? Yep. yep. This was the year to take advantage of it. You got Higgins, uh, Chase, all these boys on uh, cheap contracts yet. You got this defense kind of assembled, which Bates being gone has showed to be a yeah. little bit of an issue. It's, it's,
0: it's been a difference for them, for sure. De-
1: Dex Hill in the back end, he's solid. That's the safety out of Michigan, I think, last year. He's pretty good. Yes. Um, he's He's not replacing Jesse Bates, but he's – starting material but the two of them together would have been a hell of a tandem but um long story short i don't know if i'm worried about the bangles currently because like like i said they started going two last year made it feels different this
0: year though doesn't it? a little bit i don't know i just it feels significantly different this year
1: and it i think it one on one hand it feels different because they look worse like they're 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 not going down swinging like they did last year at least that i remember i could i could have that wrong but the other thing is for everything i just said it's a short window in the nfl you know what i mean it is if you don't if you don't hit it while the you don't strike it when it's hot it can all slip away and all of a sudden you're just paying a quarterback and he's got nobody around him you imagine they're going to they're going to really go in on paying chase but Yeah, he's next to to be paid. It's good. It's it's, next.
0: He'll be next.
1: Higgins is this is the last year Higgins deal.
0: Yeah. Higgins will probably be gone this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Higgins is going to go get paid by like a one to go somewhere. Um, eight, eight, nine, two tutties. Um, he was both the Burrows touchdowns. The run games look kind of subpar. Mixon hasn't really taken off. No, the Ravens do kind of have a stifling run defense. They always seem to every single year. Um, no, it do- It feels different. You're not wrong. It does feel different. And man, it, it's gonna. If it slides to 0 and 3, it's gonna be even worse. Like you said, Burrow <laughs> might be out next week. It's gonna be interesting to watch the Bengals. They it are not be. the class of the AFC North like everybody thought they'd be. Um,
0: no, it might be the Ravens. It might be the
1: Ravens. Which God did I take <laughs> the Ravens or the Browns? I don't know who I took. I can't I remember. I'd have Browns. to go back and look. I think I took the Ravens, and the reason I took the Ravens is going right back to what I'm about to say. Harbaugh's a good coach, man. Um, it's going to be very, very, very rare when he just gets straight up outclassed in a game and just outwitted, you know, all the way around. This is a classic AFC North game. You know, you got you got, you know, your your punches back and forth. Lamar put up his two tutties. Gus Edwards. It just keeps churning. You know, J.K. Dobbins goes out for the year you put in Gus Edwards, you roll with him, you know, he's averaging six yards of carry. They got that RPO. You know, Lamar's always a threat on the edge to take off running. Um, Nelly, Nelly's the lead guy at receivers. Zay Flowers is keeping it rolling. Um, Odell's kind of chiming in with like his slot explosions. Um,
0: He hasn't done much yet though. Hasn't done much yet. He don't look the same. No, he doesn't. No. And, yeah, I, you shouldn't expect that at this point.
1: I think at this point in his career, he's kind of kind of what Golden Tate was at the end of his career. Real sure hands. Sure. And sure. you go to him, you know, third and short, third and long, you need a big play, somebody that's going to be able to maneuver the defense, get open, to make a big catch. That's Odell at this point in his career, I think. And I think he knows that too. I think Odell went here to play with Lamar more than anything uh, and kind of be yeah. a mentor. I think Odell's matured pretty quick in his career, I think. And I I've always been a little bit of an Odell fan. I was obviously when he's a Giants, I love to hate him, but um it's always been his off the field stuff that kind of had you scratching your head. But I think he's matured and kinda of, he knows his role. Um his last great year was that year on the Rams. I mean, and that wasn't even like a great year. He just had flashes, you know. Um but that defense for the Ravens, they just they're, they're stout up front. They're them and the them and the Patriots. They can stop the run. They can stop the run on the way to the quarterback. And they've got just houses up there. You know what I mean? Like they've just got tanks up there. So even their even their outside linebackers are built like three technique D ends. Like they're just huge guys. So you put that on top of a, a you know one of the best running games in the league. You know, top five for sure with the Ravens. It's a hard team to beat. You can control the clock on both sides. You can get to the quarterback, fuck up plays. In um, Harbaugh, I mean, he's not going to screw up on special teams. That's where you got to start in the league. So, no, I think the Ravens, I want to say they were my pick for the AFC North, and it's really showing through right now.
0: Yeah. Now, it's definitely been a flip. Uh, a lot of people obviously picked the Bengals. But still a long season. We'll see if they can uh, right that ship a little bit. Let's stay in the AFC North. With our other Monday night game, as we kind of wrap up this recap a little bit. Um, Steelers-Browns. A, uh entertaining game, but with a nasty injury. Nick Chubb, obviously, uh, tore multiple ligaments in his knee. Did a lot of damage. I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video by now. ESPN didn't air it, didn't show it, which you got to respect that and kind of understand why. Uh, But, of course, it's all over the Internet, social media, so people saw it. Uh, It was ugly. It was very, yeah, it was ugly for sure, Uh, which is too bad. Uh, He's obviously done for the year. Uh, people are questioning, you know, what the rest of his career looks like. And he is a running back, and he's not like he's 23. So we'll see what his career looks like after this. Maybe he can do the AP thing. AP Torres ACL later in his career and came back and was just as strong. He kind of hoped that with Nick Chubb, but we'll see you next year. Uh, Cleveland rides on, but Pittsburgh took this late thanks to the defense. We talk about defense with Baltimore. Pittsburgh is the same. Offense was ugly for the most part. George Pickens was really the only bright spot, but that defense of the Steelers with T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, very good. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, Deshaun Watson, uh, not exactly lighting it up yet.
1: No. Um, I'll start with the Browns. Um, the Chubb thing's terrible, and I mean – he come into the league on an ACL tear out of Georgia. Yeah. Remember him and, him and Gurley were in the backfield together there, and Gurley was thought to be the guy. And then, I mean, Gurley was a freak. I mean, he had that, that three- to five-year stretch where he was really the best dude on offense almost every time. But Chubb, um, man, averaging six yards of carry. And then Ford comes in and kind of keeps it rolling. But um, He did. He did. Know, it, it is terrible to see a guy that, um, you know, long story short, blows his knee out in, in college. Comes out; he was kind of thought to be injury prone, but he hasn't really had any injuries up until this no, point. Yeah, uh, like he's, it, he's
0: missed a couple games, but nothing big. But yeah, obviously, this is just such a freak thing that happened.
1: You know, and he'll be 28 next
0: put... year. He'll be 28, Which and that's that's older for a running back. running
1: back. And he's he's big. He's not a light running back. Like, that's no, the one thing no that means. people forget about. People think of AP as this just physical freak. AP was only about 215. He wasn't a big guy. And AP was like two. Now, six foot one 215 is not a small human. Don't get me wrong. But it's not these freaks we see at running back. Nick Chubb's probably flirting with 240 pounds. And he's only like 5'10", or 5'11". He's a big dude. You know, and yeah. now, the one thing I'll add to it, he is a freaky athlete, kind of like AP. So, like... I'm not going to put it on him like, "Hey, you got to come back next year and have 2,000 yards like AP did." But at the same point in time, it wouldn't surprise me to see him come back from this because he's that type of freak yeah. athlete. You know what I mean? Um,
0: it's you kind of root for it. You hope for it.
1: Yeah, you definitely root for it. I mean, hey, maybe we got our uh, comeback player of the year already for next year.
0: No, um, lock it in.
1: Lock it in. The one thing I'll say about the Browns, they've got one of the freakier offensive players in Nick Chubb. Like just the physical specimen that the guy is, height, weight, speed, you know, that type of deal. He's nuts, but now he's hurt. David Njoku who's kind of one of those too, where he's like a height, weight, speed guy. Then on defense, you got Miles Garrett, height, weight, speed guy. you got these freaks on yeah. this roster. They're all top picks, right? They're all high up picks because the Browns were dog shit for so long. Now, here's – this is where you can get fired as an offensive coach or a GM or as a head coach or GM of the NFL. Deshaun Watson. This takes me right back to when they had their their training camp stuff with the Eagles, the joint practices. He's everything. Elliot Short Parks, ESP for uh, he's a beat writer for the Eagles. He's everything. ESP made him out to be in those joint practices. He'll have these flashes, these throws where you go, his arm is different. But then he has these plays where you're like, you get pressure on this guy and he crumbles pretty quick. He gets he gets trigger happy. Um, the, the pick six, like like I said earlier, not really on him. It literally hit that guy in the hands. Like, and you're in the NFL attention hens. You got to catch it. Now it's just the rest of the game's turnovers that kind of snowballed on him. Um, yeah. I'm still not all the way in on the Steelers. Um, I'll kind of flip over to that. Actually, I'll finish with the Browns. Both of these teams come away with a big question mark on offense, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. now the Browns is yeah. The Browns is, what's your identity moving forward? Because your lead dog is not there. You know what I mean? Without Chubb, you're different. Because what happened to Kareem Hunt again?
0: Uh, they actually just brought him in as of Tuesday, today, when, we, when we're when we recording this. Uh, they brought him in for a visit. Haven't heard anything on a signing. Wouldn't surprise me if they signed Hunt for the rest of the year.
1: And here's the deal. Kareem Hunt could come in and give you 1,500 yards for sure. Like, he's that guy. United he probably he, He's that type of back. Um, especially with this offensive line. now that could really save their season here. I was thinking he signed somewhere else for some reason. No. Um, but, yeah, I, Deshaun Watson's a massive question mark for me. Um, he's got these throws when I was watching this game where it's like, man, he's on the money. Like, he's he's making throws. He's throwing, like, these freaking ropes at 35 yards These strikes. He's hitting dots all over the place. But then it's like, hey, what are you looking at sometimes? You know, like, there's pressure in your face. and you know, T.J. Watson in the backfield. And, all of a sudden, you're just kind of sporadic with the ball. So, the Chubb and the Watson combo there is a big question mark for the Browns. And then going to the other side of the field, can you take it the guy, Seth?
0: Owen would say yes. Uh, I, I'd love to say yes, but – and this has been a big thing over the last day and a half. Uh, you know, is it Matt Canada, which – the, the Steelers fans would say yes because they were chanting to fire him at the end of the game, even though they won. Yep. Uh, Kenny, I think it's a, co- a combination of both. Uh, it seems like Kenny hasn't developed a whole lot from last year. Uh, he has str- definitely struggled through these first two games. Not to say Matt Canada is a great OC. They, they could definitely do better. But you, you would like to see more out of Kenny Pickett. That's for sure. Offense. Dan struggled. Moore
1: Jr.
0: Let me just list off five
1: names here real fast. Dan Moore Jr. Uh, I'm going to throw another name in: Broderick Jones, Isaac Samalu, Mason Cole, James Daniel, and something Okafor. Okay. Nate Herbig is kind of their interior role guy between center and guard. That's not a good offensive line. Like that's a bottom.
0: Yeah, that's it... a
1: D minus. Yeah. Like you, you're showing some effort. You drafted Broderick Jones pretty early. You went out and got Isaac Sam, who's a long time starter for the Eagles, and showed some things. Nate Herbig is a role player that played for my Eagles. So, I mean, you're going the right way, but, you, it's, but it's not there it's yet. It's crazy enough. It's all, it, you're not doing enough. So, by the time they have an offensive line, Najee Harris is going to have six billion miles on his legs because this guy's just getting ran into the ground. Alabama back goes to the the Pittsburgh Steelers, known for drafting running backs and running them in the ground. And then he has no offensive line on top of it. No, I just don't see it where team. this guy lasts more than another two to five, se- like two to two to four seasons, maybe like three seasons. I think is what he's got at the peak of his powers. And the thing about it is his peak of his powers are never going to be really eclipsed because of that offensive line. Yep. pick it yep. like you just said. How how do you pro- how do you progress as a quarterback? when you can't even really progress your plays and make the reads because you don't have time. You know, it's just, I don't yeah, know. Pickens, it, flashes. It's it's just, Yeah. Oh, Pickens had a good your game. second leading receiver is, He was also running back. 10 times that. And only had yeah. four catches. Yeah. The next no, day Warren. You know, literally. I don't know. I'm so torn on the Steelers. This is a fluke he went for me, for the Steelers. It's a. Uh, Last Steelers defense winning the game. Yeah, you know? I was
0: gonna say it's the defense. They won it. Two defensive right. scores won the game. That's 14 points watch. off of your defense. So and you're not right. gonna have that every week. That's not gonna happen every week.
1: The the offense scored twelve points.
0: Yeah. No, um
1: yeah, I I'm not out on picket. I'm hopeful that he gets it figured out.
0: It's definitely Things are not all the way lined up in Pittsburgh. Like you said, the offensive line still needs work. They don't have Deontay Johnson, who is their bona fide number one guy. He is the he's the move the chains. He's the hands guy. And then you got Pickens, who's kind of the big play threat. So you're missing a couple pieces. But you gotta work with what you got right now.
1: Yeah. No, it's um you got Tomlin, so you don't expect this team to implode at any time, but There's pieces that need to be added here for sure. They don't have all the horses.
0: Yeah, they'll stay competitive because the defense is is good. And and T.J. Watt is, you know, he's he's T.J. Watt. But beyond that, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's already the Steelers all-time leading sack guy. And he's on pace for 34 sacks, which he obviously won't hit. But he's got four sacks through two games. That's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. That's gonna do it for this recap. We, we could be here all night and talk the rest of these games. We'll try to get through a few more next week. We'll get Owen back hey. and what Eagles. Uh, we kind of did that already. We, let me flip through it a... real fast. Let me all flip through it real right. fast. I'll make it quick. Sure. The last I was gonna time say, we live. Real... We, we kind of live reacted to that game, but sure. All right, I'll let you kind of wrap it up. Literally. So this is the only reason why I want to do this is
1: my live reaction in my next day reaction are very different things. My live reaction, <laughs> sure. you were catching me when there was constant pressure in Jalen's face. Um, they just – the Vikings rolled out in the sticks defense, keep everything in front of you, so on and so forth. Well, Jalen kind of figured it out, got a shot deep to, uh, to Smitty, um, and then in the second half we just leaned on the best offensive line and running game in the league and let Swift, you know, amount for 175 yards in a putty. Here's a number that came from this game Seth, that might surprise you from my reaction live. Um, the Eagles had an offensive lineman put up the best blocking grade, if I read correctly, ever at his position. Jordan Maladu, after having like an okay game week one against the, the, against the the Pats comes back versus the Vikings and his PFF grade on the game was a 96.9. His pass blocking grade was a 90.3. That's the highest graded game by an offensive tackle for sure since 2010. Okay. So 14 years, that's the best uh, offensive tackles ever put up. I read another thing that was saying it might've been the best all time by a PFF grade. Um, I can't find that one right now, but The way we kind of leaned in on that in the second half and just took over the game against the Vikings should be scary for any defense, I think, because the fact that this is kind of a step in the right direction for Brian Johnson, the Eagles' offensive coordinator, the fact that he can just go, hey, we're not really accumulating things in the passing game. We're not really getting our RPOs going. We're not really getting the play action pass going. You know, we're not really getting the deep shots we want. Let's just run the piss out of the ball and just run these road graders down and just go for over 200 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. That's dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's a yep. dangerous, you know, card to have in your back pocket. Now add to that Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis are the three and four highest rated no, uh, defensive tackles, interior linemen on defense in the league right now. Okay. Good start. <laughs> um. It's super cool to see that out of both of them. Jordan Davis seeing that in year two because some people thought last year Jordan Davis could have been like a bust, which I thought was comical because the games he was in, he definitely made an impact. Um, But my point with this is Fletch is still producing. Like Fletch had a forced fumble and everything. But it's like for these two to show up and be the three and four best defensive interior defensive linemen right now by grading on PFF, Jalen Carter's got a sack Seth, and then he's got 11 what is it 11 pressures and 10 however it works 10 10 hurries and 11 pressures. The dude's in the back room constantly and in the run game he's he's a he's a threat too. There was a play against the Vikings where he literally just swims the center and pushes the center and the guard out of the way. Saw
0: that. Saw that. Yep.
1: Man. What a dude to have on your roster. Like holy shit. Um but my point my point that I'm making is my live reaction was, wow, the offensive line looks like shit. Um, my next day reaction is the offensive and defensive line for the Eagles um, can control games. And it makes me not worry about teams like the, uh, the Cowboys and the 49ers as much because it's like if our if what we want to be do working doesn't work, we can just go to this thing in our back pocket and take over a game. So that's all I wanted to add there. Um it's cool to see that, especially out of my lot who was a fucking rugby player that had never played football like five years ago. You know what I mean? Very cool. It's just
0: freaky talented, freaky athletic, and goes to show. Goes to show. Hey,
1: and then it goes to show that you if we go to Stoutland University, you become a guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, guy I guess so. I guess so. All right. Beautifully spoken, Jeremy. Thank you. All right. That is that is the rundown. Let's finish mm-hmm. with our top five A and B. Haven't been able to get Owens yet, but that's okay. We'll try to get his later. I'll
1: go first, and I'll rip through mine real fast.
0: Okay? All right. I only
1: have two teams move and a new team at the bottom. Ready? Okay. Coming in at six, I have – the Buffalo Bills. Five, I have my Dolphins. <clears throat> Four, I have the Dallas Cowboys who flipped with the number three 49ers, uh, San Francisco 49ers. My Eagles are still number two, and I still have the Chiefs at one. Now, here's my explanation for my list. So, the re- Bills,
0: repeat that one more time.
1: One to six goes Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, Dolphins, Bills. Okay. Here's a quick. Here's a quick. Like, why it looks like this, um, Josh Allen kind of got back to Josh Allen. You know,
0: um, he uh, is yeah, one of I the... called it. I did call that last week. I told you, Josh Allen's going to go off, and did he ever? We I don't didn't talk about it... that game, but he went off. We don't need
1: to. I don't think anybody's really worried that Josh Allen is not going to have games like that. It's just the Josh Allen games where he goes, "I'm going to eat myself over this pile." <laughs> and fumble the ball, which is going to turn into three picks, and one of them is a pick six, and we lose the game by four. Um, that's the problem everybody has with Josh Allen. But <clears throat> he is one of the most talented players in the league. And, hey, guess what? When one of the most talented players in the league plays the most important position in sports and shows up, you win. And that's why you end up being in the top five A&B. The Dolphins probably got somebody that's an MVP on that freaking roster. Uh, McDaniels is showing that he can really call, it, call it an offense, even against one of the best defensive coaches of all time. And then they proved that, hey, we can't just throw the ball. We can run the ball, too, on one of the better running defenses. Cowboys, I switch with the Niners um, just simply because I think the Niners' wins are a little bit more impressive, which is funny to say about the Rams. But the Cowboys have kind of caught – I think they caught the Giants with their pants down, just for lack of a better word. Uh, and that snowballed quickly because – they didn't. The Giants didn't show the fight that they did in week two. Now, it is the Cardinals. But Gannon has a really – like I said to you guys last week, Gannon's got a very good understanding for that defense. I'm not surprised the Cardinals, Cardinals got up early and then uh, kept it close. But the Cowboys wins are just not as impressive as the Niners, which is why the Niners had three. Um, I still think the Niners are a little – they need to be tested a little bit more. I would love to see the Niners and the Cowboys play right now. I will tell you just a really off-the-wall topic right now. The 49ers, Seth, are the most overrated defense ever to be assembled in Madden history. (laughs) Ever. That's coming from the the guy who
0: is the Rams on Madden right now.
1: In year two, and, man, I tell you what, everybody on that team's defense is a 99-speed and a 99-tackle. It's just stupid. But anyways.
0: Hey, it's the Rams. Or it's the Niners. What do you expect?
1: They're gross. Um, In a bad way. Moving on to my Eagles, I leave them at two just because I truly still think they're the best team in the NFC. Um, we're 2 and 0 for a reason. We've had two, we've played two good teams. We've played two de- defensive coaches that can call a game. That's for sure. Um, that's and they true. got guys. And hey, you know what? Good teams figure out how to win no matter what. And we're figuring out how to win no matter what. And we're evolving as the season goes on. And I would rather finish the season hot than start the season hot. Which brings me on to the Kansas City Chiefs, who beat the Jaguars in kind of an odd game but guess what you figured out you win um travis kelsey comes back chris jones comes back and they, they were the difference i think them at the peak of their powers they're still the number one team in the league right now and it's hard to take those those two and the eagles out about out of it so that is my list Seth.
0: all right uh i respect it jeremy i did uh text you guys earlier that um you're gonna hate my list so get ready here comes seth's stupid list I'm started at the bottom We'll make this relatively quick, too. I have the Bills also at 6. Actually, our bottom two are the exact same. I have Bills-Dolphins as well at 5B and 5A. You said it. Josh Allen came back and showed why he is one of the best players in the game. Well, we'll I think we'll continue to see that rise. dolphins they're 2-0. They're leading this division with the uh, Bills right behind them. This is going to be a fun division to watch with these two teams. No longer the Jets in it. Uh, unfortunately without Rodgers, they, uh, they won't have the offensive firepower. But it'll be fun to see these two teams go back and forth. Number four. This is where we go drastically different. Sorry, Jeremy. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at four for me. They are the uh, one of two 0 uh, teams on this list, the Bills and the Chiefs. Chiefs won last this past week against the Jags. You said it was a funky game and a funky win? <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, you're right. It was. It, it wasn't impressive. It was a 17-9 game, but defense showed up. Chris Jones was obviously a difference maker in this game. He got in Trevor Lawrence's face a lot. I think the offense would kind of slowly pick it up. Kelsey just getting back. Uh, I think this offense will pick it up a bit. They're still trying to figure out with um the the weapons aren't, that doesn't seem as complete as last year. Uh, You know, we'll see if uh, Kelsey can get up to full speed and, and what he'll be able to do. Number three for me, I have your Philadelphia Eagles. So I have Eagles Chiefs at three and four. So you know what this means for the top two. I have, number two, the best defense in football currently. It's not the Niners. It's the Cowboys. Cowboys at two for me. They have the most impressive defense with the most impressive defensive player in the league right now. What Micah Parsons is doing through these two weeks. TJ Watt is uber impressive. He's got four sacks for the first two weeks. (coughs) Excuse me again. Micah Parsons is just an animal. What he's doing, it's just freaky. It's freaky. What he did to the Jets and Zach Wilson was embarrassing on Sunday. Apologies to anybody who's playing the Cowboys defense right now. He is the leader of that. The uh, offense picked it up a bit. um, Did some good things against that Jets defense, which is still an impressive defense. Uh, I almost put the Cowboys at one. Almost did. But Niners are the most complete team in football right now. They're 2-0. and They are the best team in football. Sorry, Jeremy. I know you don't like these top two teams on my list, but they had to be there. They had to. These are two of the most complete teams in football. Your Eagles are right there, too, of course. They 100% don't have to be there, but it's whatever, so. They're not there yet. Uh, so no, I have, I'm talking – I'm talking the top two teams. They
1: don't have to be the top two teams. I think
0: they do. I think they do. A lot of people would agree with me. A lot of people would agree. These are the top two teams of football right now. I have Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, and my top out was the Ravens. Who is your top out? Do you have one? Going off of last week,
1: it would have been Jaguars or Browns. I feel very different about both of those teams. Um, Chargers, oh, Bengals are fa- fair to say. Rams is kind of like, uh, you know, who knows? You don't have the, the Ravens up there? Good.
0: Ravens are 2-0. Oh, they're leading that division.
1: Well, you went Ravens, so I wasn't going to go Ravens. Oh, sure. I, okay, okay.
0: Sure.
1: I, I honestly might go, God, Seattle's another one. I still feel good about the Chargers. I don't know. I think they need to fight their coach, but I still feel good about the Chargers for some reason. The <laughs> Herbert effect. Yeah. Man, I don't know. Who would be another good you don't one? You want to go, go your good Tampa good Bay
0: Buccaneers lead the NFC side? I was right actually,
1: now? so funny enough, I was actually thinking the Falcons. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I'll i go with the Ravens as well. I can't, can't think of another one there off the top of my head that'd be good there. Um, if Hunt gets signed to the Browns, they do have enough freaky athletes to still have an interesting year. And I don't think the Jags, you know, you don't just drop a game in a quirky one like that and all of a sudden you're, out of, you're just out of the chase. I think the Jags are still right there too. So,
0: All right. Fair enough. All right, here's the pod list, official pod list between Jeremy and myself currently as it's Eagles,
1: Eagles, 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 Eagles at
0: number one. Yeah. <clears throat> and the Eagles Close. at number one. We have the Niners at one. What? We have the Niners at one. Yep, we do. No lies. No lies. Pod don't lie. Pod don't lie. We have the Chiefs at two. We have the Eagles at three. The Cowboys at four. Dolphins five. Bills six. That feels pretty good. I'm okay with that. Cowboys are a little low, but I'm okay with that. I'm not um the pod don't lie but sometimes it just doesn't tell the truth but <clears throat> all right fair enough all right we can move on <laughs> trivia to end this i got two for you jeremy like i said uh you're a smart guy you should be able to hit these pretty quick but we'll see we'll see no owen to help you all right you ready i'm ready all right with five catches for 31 yards on sunday this player now has more games with fewer than 40 receiving yards, which is two, than he did all of last season in 2022 when he had just one.
1: So this player,
0: yeah, this player went five for 31 on Sunday, five catches, 31 yards. He now has two games of less than 40 yards. So far, two games. That's more than he had all of last year, which was just one. Who is this player?
1: I'm gonna guess a name that I'm almost positive is wrong, because I think this guy had a different amount of catches. DeAndre Hopkins.
0: Uh, could be DeAndre. Ha- it's not DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think he, he could have been. Yeah. He could have less than that, but no. Not Hopkins.
1: So this guy
0: only had less than 40 yards one time last year? One time last year in all 17. I'm going to see how many games he played last year. I'm going to assume it's 17. But he has two so far this year. Yeah. I, oh, he played in 12 games last year. Only had one game. So he was hurt a couple games. Not too many, but a couple. But, yeah, so far he's gone. Uh, Let's see. I He went 5 for 31. On Sunday, I'll tell you what he went the first week. He went five Devontae for Adams thirty-nine. Yards. He went five for thirty-nine, so just under forty yards. Week one. I don't think it's
1: this guy either, but Devontae Adams.
0: It's not Devontae. It's not. But good. That's a, that's you're getting closer. And, and, and the echelon of receivers, I should say.
1: God, I don't remember what AJ Brown had, but I don't think it's him either. AJ Brown?
0: No. No. Okay. Uh, I'm just like thinking the I guys thought.
1: that I'm thinking the guys that had a down game this last week.
0: Uh this player's had two down games the first two weeks. That might give you a slight hint. Receiver. And an offense. That has uh, struggled the first couple weeks of the season. I am drawing a massive blank right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This player has only been in the league a few years. It's been Is explosive. It Garrett? Who? Garrett Wilson's been over that this year. Garrett Wilson has been over that this year. It's not Garrett Wilson. It's not Garrett Wilson. It's not Waddle. It's not. It's not Devontae Adams. Who's some of these other big-name big name receivers out there? You haven't mentioned them. Young big-name receivers. Is it Chase?
1: Jamar Chase, okay.
0: It's Chase, yep. Yep.
1: Hey, I'll be the guy that says it, and I think the pod knows this. I'm not a big Chase guy.
0: You, I yes, you've you've <laughs> me, you've mentioned that a few times. You have mentioned that if, a few times.
1: If I had my pick of the litter, I would take Higgins over Ch- Chase from that offense. And if I had my pick of the litter of offensive weapons there, Chase might be third behind Mixon, even. I like
0: Mixon a lot. But I like Mixon a lot, lot too.
1: I like Higgins, man. I think Higgins could go somewhere and be a really good number one. Um
0: he probably will the next year because we just talked about it. His contract is done.
1: And Higgins gets comp- or Chase gets compared to Jeff- Justin Jefferson. It's like Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in the game.
0: Uh, yeah, that's unquestioned, unquestioned I, best receiver in the game.
1: I feel like I could name off five receivers right now, two of which on the Eagles are better than Chase, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, we get it. All right, last question. Then we're out of here. This one you should get. Hopefully. One second. All right. <laughs> only two quarterbacks have a winning percentage below 200 in their first 27 career starts in the last 40 years. Blaine Gabbert is one of them.
1: Only two I need the other.
0: I need the other. Both quarterbacks have a winning percentage of... 185 going in an identical 5 and 22 in their first 27 career starts. So, Blaine Gabbert on this other quarterback.
1: Is this other guy still playing today? He is, he's a starter. Correct.
0: Well, it ain't Baker. No. Only two quarterbacks have a winning percentage below 200 in their first 27 career starts in the last 40 years. Blaine Gabbard and this other guy. So this both guy have an identical starts. record. Both have an identical record of 5-22, and 22, which is a 185 career winning percentage. Do they both played for the Jaguars?
1: <laughs> no. Incorrect. So it's not Trevor Lawrence.
0: It's not. Justin Fields? It is. Justin Fields. Um, Yeah.
1: That sucks. <laughs> Man, I just really had high aspirations for that guy. You know, I hey, I got a quick trivia for you. Just a quick one off the All top. Right. All right. There has only ever been one Ohio State quarterback to throw for over 300 yards in the
0: NFL. Name that quarterback. My first, I have, a, I have a rebuttal question. It's kind of a hint. I would assume no, but are they an active quarterback?
1: They're an active quarterback.
0: Well, I don't think it's Justin Fields because I don't think it would go that obvious seeing how we just went there, but I'm going to start not, with Justin Fields. It is not Justin Fields. Okay. Okay. Uh who else has started? Who else is a OSU quarterback? Um gosh, who's recently? Cardale Jones somehow for some reason popped in my head, but I know he I don't think he even made an NFL team. Um yeah. who is the Ravens backup? Anthony Brown? No, Who who's the Ravens quarterback that went to the – Tyler Huntley, was he a Ohio State guy? I don't think so. I don't
1: think so, but it is not him. I will tell you, Cardell Jones did make the league and was he did. Uh, like a backup for a year with um the Chargers
0: oh, and Seahawks. Cool.
1: Kind of like a little bit of a
0: journeyman over the course, but I think it was like a year and a half. Well, He was out after a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. Just another um, big
1: arm guy, low Ohio state, is what he was.
0: Yep.
1: Actually, he was drafted by Buffalo, but continue. He's what? He was drafted by Buffalo. But continue. Oh, he was. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, boy, this is tough. I'm struggling. I'll tell you one thing that's. Absolutely. Recent liable. Ohio State quarterbacks is what I'm really struggling with. Who's currently in the league? Mm-hmm. You're not helping me, Jeremy. <sighs> Wait until you find out who it is. Any other hints out there? I'm 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 looking at um, a, a list of teams to help me, but I, it's not helping. I can't really give you any good hints without giving it completely away. To tell you the truth. So he's thrown for this is you say?
1: This, you repeat the question. This
0: quarterback set
1: only one Ohio State in all of NFL history has thrown for over three hundred yards in a, in a game,
0: and he's an active quarterback today. Correct. That is a wild stat. Is that true? Um. So I've heard it twice.
1: I need to do some more research, but I'm from what I've looked, it's it's accurate. Um, I'll say this: We're not
0: Justin Fields.
1: This guy is one – he's not really a a known dual threat quarterback like a field. He's known for his throwing. I can't wait for you to go, oh, my God, how did I not think of that?
0: Is it Joe Burrow?
1: Because he he technically technically, played at
0: Ohio State, right?
1: But he was drafted out of college. Okay, all right. I thought maybe there
0: was going to be a loophole in that
1: just like Jalen was drafted out of Oklahoma.
0: Sure. Okay.
1: Now this is no trick question. Oh!
0: I got it. C.J. Stroud? 384 yards. First yeah. time ever an Ohio State quarterback has done it. That's wild. I forgot C.J. Stroud yeah. was the Ohio State guy. Did you yeah. see how how much like Nico
1: Collins has been like the number one overall receiver PFF rating right? in the going off right
0: now yeah yeah my C. man C. Stroud is before. uh hasn't had the worst first two games of a career i mean they're all no, they're only too, and 2 when it's the texans but he put up good numbers last week but hey kind of we didn't mentioned. expect
1: much out of the texans this year
0: you just wanted to see some growth you know what i mean demico ryan's
1: knew what he's coming into we knew that the roster was junk for the most part uh you traded brandon cooks because you weren't you weren't going out to win anything this year um you got your guy quarterback you got your guy on defense and Stroud is looking like he's a dude you know what I mean now it was the Colts but the Colts do have some defensive players
0: yeah so yeah all right it was an impressive game good 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 question Jeremy that was good good one way to end way to end it all right that is the pod for tonight uh that's our recap of week two we'll come at you later this week we'll get Owen back of course for the line is right we have to always have to But until next time, until then, adios. Adios. Adios.